0: another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. My name is Joel Pavone Ducha back from Disney. He decided that, you know, it wasn't time yet to, to you know, purchase a home yet down, down in Florida, so he, he wanted to see the Celtics do do their thing, you know, against the buck, so he, he came back, he came back, so gotta appreciate that. And, and our third man in, we got Zach coming out of the bullpen, Zach Pellequin of CausewayStreet.com, filling in for Josue, who's on his way down to South Beach, right? He'll check in, you know, at some point uh during this series but you know three-man crew let me
1: ask let me ask you something if you talk to soy today is he excited as steven a smith
0: is about going to south beach Yo, steven a is always <laughs> excited about going to south beach
1: gonna <laughs> catch him on first take today I
0: die. always like, excited yo uh, so, when when he thought when he thought at some point that the South were gonna lose the series he was like i gotta go to milwaukee he's like nah fuck milwaukee he's like i don't want to go there And it's like you're the only one I guess excited to go to different like destinations when it comes to like the NBA playoffs, but I, I, I get it. You know, it's South beach. I mean, it's not like it's winter time right now here. In, no, he, in, he, in yeah, northeast.
1: I mean, he's got something devious planned from the way he was talking about it today. I don't know what the hell he's going to do down there,
0: but well, I mean, unless you're going to meet James Harden at a strip club, I don't know what else he's got going on, but Celtics guys game seven, a masterpiece by none, other than Grant Williams. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, not all heroes wear capes, right? So in this case, Grant Williams dropping twenty-seven career high. A game high, he had more than fucking Giannis for God's sakes. Twenty-seven points, seven three pointers. And apparently E-May gave him the green light to just just go nuts. Seven out of eighteen from three point land.
1: I mean, I did I did predict this that
0: Grant Williams would go off. This was wild. You're a goddamn liar, is what you are. <laughs> I mean, Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And then it just turned out to, you know, the first team to win two in a row was going to win the series. And, you know, the Celtics, after the game five, 14-point uh, lead, they blew that. And you go to Milwaukee. Not only that, by the way, real quick, both teams won two in a row and lost two at home, which I thought was weird, interesting. <laughs> but um, Celtics put it together, obviously, in game six, with Jason Tatum going off for of forty six. And then in Game Seven, it was a all-around team win, and just too much to handle for for the Bucks down the stretch. Uh,
1: I think so. The series itself probably should have ended earlier than it did. The oh, game yeah. was brutal, of course. Probably, but we probably it probably could have only went five. To be honest, if they sneak out,
0: I mean, Mike Wilbon on ESPN was was saying that right before right before game 6 he was like yo Celtics should have won this you know in 5
1: yeah wasted wasted every time it was good basketball though so whatever we'll take seven game series but um yeah i, I think it, what it showed is just the Celtics they are in it for the long run from from what i saw like they they didn't play a perfect series but they faced adversity and i think for the first time probably you know, the Isaiah Thomas years, the team actually came through against adversity, which is which I, I once they went down three two, I was I don't know about you guys, but I was very nervous about how that was gonna end in six and then they lose it and then and then that's a lost opportunity. So that's my biggest thing coming out of it. Outside of friggin' Grant Williams game, Al Horford game, Jason Tatum just Put, putting it to another level, Jalen Brown game, game one, like every it seemed like they had everything working in different ways.
0: Zach, what do you what do you think? <laughs> did you think it's going to play out the way it did? And and when they were down three two, did you give them a a shot?
2: No, I mean when we talked to at the beginning of the uh, the series, I thought going into it because of the Middleton injury, I looked at it and I said, Celtics in five, maybe six if it gets really crazy. So. I did not – I thought going into it that the Celtics were going to have a distinct edge. My confidence was shaken in game one. When you drop that game at home, you lose home court advantage right out of the gate. And, you know, I kind of sat back and said, okay, the, the series isn't over, but you got you already have a hill to climb at that point in time. And, um, you know, that, that game five, you know, that – I'm not going to lie. I looked at that and I said that was probably going to be the end of it. I had no faith at that point. And for them to go out, win a tough, grinding game in Milwaukee, come back at home, dominate the way that they did, I didn't see it. I really didn't see it. But this is the kind of thing that you have to do to win championships. This is the kind of way you win championships. You face adversity. You beat that adversity. Unlike another series that we might talk about in a, f- a few minutes, this is what you have to do. You have to go through it. You have to be able to battle back. In this series, I mean, if we go back just a couple of years ago, it actually reminds me a lot of the Toronto series that you had in the bubble. Yeah. It was very similar in a lot yeah. of regards to, to that series. Now, the hopes are going on to Miami, you get <laughs> a little bit better or a little bit different of a. Uh, of a situation there. But, you know, I mean, this was a series where I thought, you know, we saw the best of uh, Jason Tatum in in game six and seven. We saw him where he was able to be a distributor, be a scorer, be everything that he was capable of being. Uh, I thought Jalen Brown at times when he was able to get aggressive, get to the rim. We saw a great version of him this series. And then Grant Williams. I mean, Breakout star. I mean, you know, did he did he play more than two good games in this whole series? No, he didn't. That was it. That's all he needed. He
1: bookended. It was game two. He had a good game, and then game he had a good game. Every every other game in between, he he was he was sitting in the fourth quarters of some of those games.
0: No, I was I was talking to Zach off off air, and I I felt like he had a he had a, a great game six defensively, right. Yeah. And then the two games prior to that, he was, he couldn't get anything going on either end of the floor. And I think in game seven, when he made to, yeah, you know, Robert Williams was available, but you know what? We're sticking with you. And guess what? Go nuts. Go nuts from three point land. And then he, he, yeah. he put it together. He put it together in game seven as a starter because I felt like he was always a better bench player, obviously, right? He's, he proved that in round one, proved that in game two of this series. And he, he just was finally, uh, I guess he may finally had to tell him, Yo, like, what else are you good at if you're not, if you're open? <laughs> like, if you're open, like, you know, shoot that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're giving you that, they're giving you that all day long. Shoot it. Cause he was like turning down shots. Feeling. I Is mean, it?
2: if I have to watch him try to drive to the rim again and lose the ball, like a freaking, oh my gosh, ugliest thing in the world. But I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of characteristics of, he's kind of like a, a, a merger of like a big baby Davis in some ways. And then, <laughs> there like, you go. He's, he's got a couple of different players in him, but. I'll tell you what, this was a series where, you know, just like Sean was saying, where I felt like he kind of bookended me. He looked great in that game, too. He looked great in game seven. Defensively, you know, I, I've said all year long that I kind of thought people were overrating him. But watching him through this series, if he gets the right type of player for him to defend, like a Giannis, where his low leverage is giving him an advantage, he is fantastic. I mean, he's got Charles Barkley, you know, characteristics to him where he's just, you can't move him. It was two or three plays. I, I forget who it was that came in hard on him last night. It was, it was underneath the basket. It might have been Brooke Lopez, and he just absorbed the contact, just blew the guy away, and he went right on the floor. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like oh, that was, or the, it, was, uh, it was just like impressively strong. Yeah.
0: Or the Bobby's uh breakaway.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: He challenged. He challenges him. He th- I thought it was gonna be a dunk, right on, on right on Grant, and Grant was like, yeah. "Nope, and not today." Yeah. So, like little little things like that, little plays where you are like, "Yo, this this dude can legit be yeah. your three and D guy." And, he's got. He's we want saw that.
2: He's got that Draymond-like kind of feel to him. You know, I, I don't think he's quite the ball handler of a Draymond, which is you know that's going to take away a, a little bit in terms of being able to pass and move the basketball. But I think next couple of years, I think his shooting's going to be better than what you would get from a Draymond Green. And I think defensively, I mean, he's a at least a three-three position uh, or, or a three spot. Um, defensive guy where he's going to be able to take on smaller centers. He can definitely defend most powerful. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo who's, you know, slowly working his way up the Mount Rushmore of, of all time power forwards. And then I think he's quick enough to where he can, he can guard up against most small forwards as well. So, I mean, he's a versatile guy that, like I said on Twitter, I think it was this morning when I, when I was throwing my thoughts up there, I was like, You know what? I mean, when Al's ready to step away, he might be your starting four going forward. You know, he might be able to handle that spot and handle it well. I will say this, though. Coming out of Game 7, i do not ever want to see him shoot 17 yeah i don't care how many he's hitting oh yeah, yeah. i don't ever want to see him shoot that many. oh no
0: oh no can. oh no they gave him they gave him the green light for game seven game seven only like, yeah. like, yeah. like it's like E made said it's it your
2: it is revoked Jaylen,
0: jalen yeah jalen and and and, <laughs> and 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 uh tatum were like oh you know it was great but like was, he better been like was, a use was, of that shit
1: it was yeah. a, it was a game of
0: chicken bro it was right. like budenholzer
1: was like He's not gonna let him shoot it seventeen times it <laughs> open. And Ime was like, "No, bro, it what are you doing? It, like,
0: was, it was like flashbacks of Game Two all over again. They just, just kept you know let him letting him shoot. They just kept daring him to shoot. But you know what else? You know what else? was funny though. His first maybe like like four or five threes were like way off. I'm like, yeah, very good. Yeah. I was like, yo. And then when he made like two or three or four in like in a row, I was like, okay, this might be you know his. It might be this this type of game. And then he just kept shooting. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. shooting, and I was like, oh. But the Celtics overall, 22 threes, NBA record for the most threes and made threes in a, in a game seven. I, you know, when that shot's going down, it makes things so much easier for the Celtics on both ends.
2: Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly, and, and it gives you at least four guys on the court at any given time, and in some cases five guys on the court at any given time that can't hit it from the outside. And that's always been the Brad Stevens into what we're now seeing with – Uh, I'm a Yadoka's offense where if you can get that space and and, and it's an NBA transition to way offense's work nowadays, but if you have five guys who can knock down the perimeter shot, it gives you a distinct advantage. And, you know, in Boston, you know, I've argued that at times the Celtics fall in love with the three, a little bit too much. And for a team that maybe has one all time shooter on it right now, Jason Tatum, you're not the Golden State Warriors of five years ago. You know, you don't have two and three guys who are all-time shooters. So for you to be shooting 45, 50, 55 threes in a game, that's ridiculous. You know, that you, you, no. you're asking yourself to lose by doing that. And we even saw it a couple of times last night where the game was not away. And they had a few possessions where they got the ball into the paint, deep into the paint, and probably had pretty good shots at the rim. I think Horford had one. Uh, Marcus Smart had Tatum. Tatum had a couple, yeah. And they kicked it out. Which you know what? If 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 they're defending the rim and you can't get to the rim, fine, I get that. But if they're not defending the rim and you have got an easy deuce, I don't know if we need to be kicking that out. But you know, last night was one of those games where they rolled the dice and holy shit, It didn't (laughs) work out (laughs) because they've shot
1: threes all year, and it just started to work towards the end of the year. But like early in the year. They were the definition of jacking up threes. Like it was Tatum dribbling, shooting a three. Brown dribbling, three. Like honestly, if we're moving the ball the way we're moving the ball, and that shot's open, like you have to take it. And if it happens fifty times a game, then we got people that can hit wide open shots. Yeah, like,
0: I think I think it's more so the Bucks how they were defending. They're like, all right, you know, you gonna you want to shoot fifty times from behind the arc? Then we might give know. we might give you like thirty five of those. Because I have
1: no clue the Bucks game defensive game plan in games game six and game seven. It
0: didn't no make, adjustments whatsoever though. They had Brooke Lopez on the floor defending I literally
1: don't know what he was doing defensively. Like what was he what was he doing? No one
2: <laughs> kept him in the game.
0: I mean, Zach, Zach was worried. Zach was worried about Brooke Lopez at, at, at first half, I did
2: not like that. I was sitting there like, that son of a bitch. If he's the reason that they win this game, I'm going to
0: puke. I was yeah. like, "I was like, he's done. He's done. I think he scored like four more points the rest of the game. I was like, fuck that guy. At one point, I, I, I got I to mention this. At one point, I felt like in the third quarter when they were starting to get a little bit gassed, I felt like they were trying to play like the Celtics. Giannis would drive the lane and then kick it out to Holiday or kick it out to Connaughton. And I'm like, "Yo, why are y'all trying to play like the Celtics right now? Y'all don't have the shooters like the Celtics do. Yeah. But I just I just thought that that was a sign of him like being yeah. gassed at he's that exhausted. point. He was like exhausted. I, he's like, I'm doing everything here. Like, what the fuck? But
1: that, that happened. That that seemed to happen. Like, yes, he put up stats, but most of his stats were in the first quarter. And the four, fourth quarter of game six. 15 or
2: 25.
1: Game seven, like, way, not there. He's gassed. That's that's what he needed Chris Middleton. So that's, that's... –
0: Especially when he's playing 45, 46, 47 minutes a game yep. for seven games. <laughs> But I to get
1: it. Thing now, I don't know when we're gonna transition to talk about the Heat series. But like the fact that the Celtics were so successful shooting threes, and like that's like let's be honest, if they didn't hit three pointers, then that's a thing that they can do against every, every team. And in-
0: well, I mean, not. we 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 talked about that after the after the Brooklyn series, right? We we're like, can this be sustainable? And I don't know. I just seem it's just you say no, no like just I just. Taking a look at it real quick and just be like, no, that's not sustainable. But then I think if you're um, if you're seeing that the defense isn't collapsing on you, and like you said, Sean, like if you had an open three, you're not going to take it. You're going to take it. Yeah. So that, they were playing off of that defensively. The Celtics, I thought they were you know top notch for you know a good chunk of this series, and even in the games that they lost, it's like, damn, you know, like one a couple of things would have gone the other way. I'm not going to talk about the rest because you know we know we know where that conversation is going to lead to, right? It's one of those things where if the if the Celtics don't pay that much attention to what the refs or how the refs are calling the games and just kind of just find a way to play around it, then they have that much of a uh, a better chance to to win against anybody, right? Even even a even a against a superstar like like onto the Kumpo. But I don't know. Like any 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 final thoughts, you guys, about this series that that I thought was pretty you know unpredictable game to game.
2: Um. Like I said, I mean, it it was one of those series that, uh, you know, going into it, I felt good. (laughs) About halfway through about the game, game five, I was like, "Ah, we we, we blew this thing. We blew it out of our asses. And then six and seven, you show the resiliency. And I'll tell you what, it kind of patterns very similarly to the way that this season went. You know, the first half of the year, it was dog poo. And then they show up in the the second half of the year right after New Year's, and they kind of figured it out. And, um, you know, I I think the number one thing that you take out of this series is that if they face resiliency or if they face, uh, you know, difficulties going forward, I don't think there's another team in the playoffs that's going to be much more difficult for them than Milwaukee, in all honesty. And I think for them to prove it against a team that just won as the defending NBA champion, that's a huge thing going forward. That's gonna be really big for him. Just, just a quick comment on the defense. Um, defense versus threes. Brooklyn didn't play any defense in the first round. Yeah, Milwaukee played defense. Defense actively to protect the the basket versus trying to defend the three point line. Mm-hmm. You left Grant Williams open. Mm-hmm. You left for a couple of games Al Horford open. You know, and, and they paid for it because That's Boston true. was able to get those shooters open, be able to get into the paint, kick out, and make those shots. Going forward, I don't think they're going to get that same approach from anyone else. So if they rely on the three ball the way that they have through these first two rounds, I think they're maybe putting themselves in a little bit of an issue here. But very, very good win. And I think again Milwaukee was the one team in this play in this playoffs out of anyone. West Coast or or uh, Western Conference or Eastern Conference. That was the one team that I looked at and said, if anyone's gonna be able to have an advantage on them and knock them out, that was the team I was worried about. For them to do it and, and be able to beat them and convince convincingly and beat no them. No Rob Williams.
0: And with no and Rob Williams, Williams, essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: yeah if you, yeah. you could have told me er- at the beginning Giannis was gonna be able to drive <laughs> to the paint with no Rob Williams presence, I would have been like, fuck. They're, they're, we have no chance.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was a lot of talking heads like on like like Perk and and and, and Shaq, they was all like you know, If Rob Williams is healthy, then yeah, you know they got they got the best chance in the world to not just beat the Bucks, but come out of the East. And it was like a game to game thing where you're like, is Rob going to play? If Rob plays, then it might change. But time and time again, email is like, nope, we're going to go this way. We're going to go. We're, we're we're going this route, and this is the route we're taking. And this is what got us here, and this is what he keeps doing, and it's it's been working dividends so far.
1: Yep. Yeah. The way the way I look at it is like I think in the past, like what now four years. We've been looking at the Celtics team and being like when are they going to be able to get over the hump? Yeah. And every team but like we we all I think we always realize like okay, they have what it takes on paper, it's just they keep losing these big games. Like every team that like uh, ascended always had to beat the bullies. They beat Brooklyn who's knocked them out last year. They now beat Milwaukee. It's a revenge
0: tour, man, revenge tour
1: and uh, two years ago and then now they got miami who knocked them out in the last eastern conference finals like if you're lining up the bosses right now this is what the Celtics need to go through <laughs> to, to get to to get to where they want to be so i mean the fourth gonna, trip
0: fourth trip to Easter conference finals in six years like
1: what i'm saying though is you can't underestimate the two wins like they on paper that brooklyn series yes brooklyn choked but like they beat they swept Brooklyn. Yeah. And then they take down the NBA. They, didn't, they, didn't jump. they beat their asses. They beat their, they,
0: they, they snatched their souls.
1: And then they beat the defending champs. So
0: also snatched their souls.
1: Don't I, I don't want to hear anything about like, oh, you know, I don't want to hear any excuses of downplaying what they've done already. What they've done is fucking impressive.
0: Well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that because it happened in Brooklyn, like after Brooklyn. Like, how did Brooklyn blow this? And now it's like, oh, how did, how did the defending champions blow this? That's what it's always going to be. And then, you know what? That is a good thing for the Celtics because the moment they start feeling themselves, that yeah. that's not a good thing, especially like you know, how far they've come considering September, October to now. Miami's going to be tough, man. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we, we, we touched upon, uh, Robert Williams. He's available for game one against Miami down in Miami. Uh, no minutes restriction, but. Now we got this Marcus Smart injury kind of hanging over uh, after game seven was seen walking with the boot on um, questionable for game one. If Marcus isn't ready to go and Robert Williams is not, I don't know, 80%, 70%, like I don't think anything less than that he's, he's going to be effective when it comes to Robert Williams. So I think that's another reason why they held them out for game seven. Well, probably the last like two or three games of that series, so it's just like you can't just have him out there just to have him out there. Like just have, just being a president, he doesn't he doesn't function that way. He never has. So, Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, two question marks going into Game One. How do you, how do you see how this series plays out? Oh, and Kyle Lowry is out for for the Heat for yeah. Game One as well. So,
1: well, I I think the Kyle Lowry and Marcus Smart thing could be a little bit of a wash. Okay, and I would. This is it, it, if if Marcus Smart does have to miss any time, and we saw it against Milwaukee, Derek White, it's his time to step up. Like that's he needs to be able to come in and run the offense. And he I don't like when, but uh, he can. No, he can
0: I, I thought he was. I thought he was pretty key in the in the last um, yeah. uh, games five games four five and six. I thought he was. He 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 picked his spots offensively. Uh, defensively he, he took he took a couple of charges on onto the i think yeah. those those were oh, no, those, those no. I, huge
1: I, I i think he's the one guy on the floor i just don't want to take it in open three but other than that I, I i love what he's brought to the table after i was pretty critical of him um in some of those Nets games but yeah man i mean it's time for him to step up it's time for him to to go into lineup and i think like yeah bam's there if rob Williams can play that's that's positive but as good as Bam is, I don't think he's necessarily going to beat you single handedly like like Giannis could. So, yeah, I would take my chances with with Al. I would take my chances with Tyson, to slow him down, and I don't want to rush Rob back.
0: To be yeah, honest. that's another, that's another thing I was going to bring up. Even even though he is available, do you bring him off the bench? Do you start him?
1: I sort of see what the fuck happens in game one without him. In. And it's just going back to back every other, it's every other night from here on out from yep, the series. Yep. Like, wouldn't you rather bring him in in game four if you, if you're, you know, <laughs> up one or down two one or whatever the case is like, wouldn't you rather bring in a healthy, a very healthy Rob or, instead of pushing, but I don't know um, if he's healthy playing, but. I, I, that's that's
0: my two cents on it. Exactly. How do you how do you see this matchup compared to like Milwaukee, Miami, Milwaukee? Two different different uh, beasts here when when it comes to their offense and defense.
2: Yeah, very different. I mean, the, the big thing here, the big difference here, is that I think for the first time uh, in maybe potentially in these playoffs for Boston, they will have the best player on the basketball court, Jason Tatum far and away uh not just in a singular game but for the whole series going into it they um they will have the superior player the number one guy going into this series and Jalen brown's not too far away from being the second best player in this series either so they've got a distinct advantage i think in terms of talent in terms of players on the court my hopes are that they go into this and take it personally because this is the you know the bubble series that tripped them up uh Miami is a good team They're I don't think they're a great team but they are a very good team uh and I think with Kyle Lowry that's going to be a really interesting piece to this because if he is not 100 for this series I think Miami's at a huge disadvantage similar to the way that Milwaukee was uh last round because Lowry's their x-factor he's they, won a championship he's been out there before he has gone through all this he has won in these moments before whereas Jimmy Butler as great a player and great a career as he has had, he hasn't, you know, he, he's struggled, you know, he's made one, what, one finals in his entire career and they lost same thing for bam, same thing for Tyler hero, same thing for, you know, a number of other guys on this team, um, you know, in terms of the injuries for Boston, Marcus smart, I'm not worried about. I think he, his, his injuries, it seems anyway are from falling onto the basketball court. And typically if you can ice it and you can, you know, use your, your you know, whatever uh, you need, usually he can play through that. You might miss a game here and there, but as long as it's not muscular, as long as it's not a joint issue, I think you're fine there. I wouldn't worry about him too, too much. He's a tough guy. I do, you know, you got to give him credit there. You know, he, he is a tough guy in, in this league. The Rob Williams thing is really interesting because when he had that surgery initially, I have always seen in in, in the past, when you remove a meniscus, you get a 50-50 shot for that working out. And I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but athletes in the past who have done that, some of them do it, they bounce right back. There's no issue. Other guys have done it, and it's ruined their careers in other sports and in basketball, where they make that, that, that surgery, and they put themselves in a lot of trouble. And for a guy whose game is like 95% dependent on his athleticism. That's a dangerous call. And for a guy who already struggled with playing big time NBA minutes and missing games to have one more thing that is going to be a, a situation for the rest of his career. Now that's pretty concerning. So, I mean, especially going into this series now, the the other part of that is, do you need Robert Williams to win this series? And I think what you really got to watch out for in this one is how does Al Horford respond physically coming off of a very difficult series? He's now going to have Bam. He's going to have to slow him down. Doesn't mean he can't do it. We all know he can. He's going from you know, deal with Giannis some possessions to Bam. That's a huge gap there. Bam's a great player, but Giannis might be the best player. No,
0: no disrespect to Bam, right?
2: Yeah, no disrespect to Bam. He's a nice player. I love him. He's, he's a fantastic talent, but he is no Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh And then Grant Williams. You know, Grant Williams may take on uh, an added role here being able to defend uh, some of the big guys uh, against Miami as well. So, you know, I, I think you got to be careful. But at the same time, its a, is it a pain-tolerance thing? Or is it a situation where Robert Williams can further uh, injure that knee? Because if it's pain tolerance, get your ass out there, give us what you can, and we'll figure the rest out. If it's something that can get worse and progressively worse, then you got to be a little bit more careful.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree, and I would lean on the side of being careful. I, I think it speaks volumes to me. That he was listed active for Game Seven, but never saw the floor.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah I, That was a smokescreen. That was
1: awesome. But, but that's what I mean. So, like, why are we then rushing him back? Yeah. And you know what? We, God damn it, we got Daniel Tice. All right, <laughs> Put the game. Make, have him earn his minutes, earn the six fouls. Like, bring him out there. I thought I, second I, greatest German player of all time.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got he wants, he wants to take out some 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 you know aggression on the Heat too. He was part of that series a couple years yep. back.
1: True. You know? true, true. He was true. there. And and you know what the biggest difference between like that bubble team is we don't have to look at stupid Gordon Hayward half-assing it out there playing real minutes, uh, you know. Brick, you have Brick Tyson, you know, damn it. You have, you have Al Horford, who don't forget he wasn't on the Celtics during that Heat series. Oh, he I was, know. Really.
0: Oh, I know. That's a big. That's a big advantage.
1: And and, and I think like. Marcus Smart, if you want to put a chip on the shoulder, Jalen—I know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum think about that yeah. e- series every single day. They have a lot to prove. So now, if it was anybody else than Jimmy Butler, I think we'd be talking about a steamroll <laughs> series. But you know, Jimmy's going to get his team up. So,
0: uh, yeah, that's there's, there's, yeah. When it comes to motivating his team, yeah. like you know, Jimmy has actually found the spot where he's able to do that and no one's no one's looking at him like yo who the fuck are you to come in here and you know and tell us what to do they're like we go as you go that's how that's how that that team operates
1: you want to sing hootie and the blowfish on the plane man we will let you
0: do it you want to you know you (laughs) want us all to fucking pop fucking Michelob ultra we're on it we're not we're doing all that shit too
1: (laughs) but uh zach huge call out with the kyle lowry shit because kyle lowry's points he's not going to put up 40 but he's going to put up 17 like clutch freaking points and the, and the right you don't want him to right, yeah. Don't
0: exactly yeah. <laughs> when you so, least expect it exactly yeah. yeah
1: if he is i was watching that for the philly series too because i thought philly had a chance as long as lowry didn't play but then you know that whole thing happened.
0: see the thing the thing about that series though I'm, I'm glad you brought that up when they were up to nothing i felt like you know like if they sweep they gonna- if they sweep the 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 sixers Wherever was coming out of Celtics Milwaukee Bucks series, I was like, they haven't been tested. Right. They, they went up against a, you know, a flimsy Hawks team. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you, you had a Philly, you sort of had a chance in that series. And then Jimmy to score, I think what he dropped like 40 in that, in game, in game five for them to be like, yo, like, we, we can't, we can't be fucking around. Like we, we, we're not, we're not trying to go the distance with these guys because Jimmy's also banged up. There's a lot of there's a couple of other guys on the on, on the heat that they're not 100 percent here, so it's not yeah. just the Celtics, you know, kind of worrying about who's healthy and or who or, or who's or who's not. But right. guy like Kyle Lowry, he's he's pretty he's pretty big in what they do. But another guy that I think could um could potentially you know be an X factor for them in a game or two or different spots. Victor Oladipo, like Victor Oladipo, has taken Duncan Robinson's minutes completely since he's been back. Like, yeah. Duncan Robinson, is, is, he's non-existent. He's, you know, well, d and Rob- Boston,
2: Robinson can't stay in
1: front of me on the defensive end, all right? <laughs> but he was a big part <laughs> of what they did for
0: the <laughs> last few years, though, until Oladipo showed up. And he was injured when he showed up. Well,
2: so you got to keep in mind the build of Miami. You know, and like you said, there's a huge difference between this Miami team and the way that they approach the game and Milwaukee and the way they approach the game. You take a look at the player-by-player breakdown – Adebayo likes to play, You know, I would like to think, a mid-range game in. You know, that's where he's going to try to play. And he's a good passer, Boston too. Could, yeah, and Boston's going to be able to defend that. Butler, a decent shooter, not a great shooter. No, no. You're going to be playing him to not be able to get to the rim. Jalen Brown, matchup, perfect, perfect matchup there. Maybe even Jason Tame, you rotate a few guys at him. Hero can be a bit of an issue. He's a shooter. He can knock it down from the outside. Struess can knock it down from the outside. You're going to have to keep an eye on him. PJ Tucker sometimes gets loose in the corners. I forgot it. about PJ. Holy man. shit!
1: Yeah, you're right. Yo, <laughs> Tucker shooting like fifty something percent. <laughs> the point
0: line is yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Playoffs, that, that rat bastard. I mean, he just sneaks to. A you know
0: I don't know. I don't know how Milwaukee <laughs> let that my, let that motherfucker walk, yo.
1: I no. wanted to bring up when we were talking about Grant. You, you mentioned Draymond. I don't know if he's ever going to be Draymond, but he damn sure could be PJ Tucker and and yeah. get on that championship team and like be that tough guy that can shoot three and D tough. Guy, but, he, right.
0: but Grant already has an advantage that he, he started shooting threes early in his career. Tucker kind of like waited yeah. a little bit until he's, developed yeah, he's that like, shot. He's
2: like 35 when he started shooting. Exactly.
0: League. And he's like, he's <laughs> like 37 now. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it is but what it is. But that's the thing with this Miami team is that they do have a very specific build. And the thing is, I think Boston's defensively built to go up against these types of teams. Yep. Mark is smart. Depoy, defensive player of the year he's gonna match up on whoever their best perimeter guy is he's shutting down kyle lowry if lowry's even out there for some Mm. of these games you stick him out there say you want max truce out of that game he goes out there he's defending him he's shutting him down he's taking him out of the game the focus of this defense and the way that boston can defend on the perimeter is the best in The In the playoffs right now, of the final four in the NBA playoffs, they are the best at defending that three-point line, and Miami's going to have to get Tyler Hero going. That's why I look at Duncan Robinson versus Oladipo, and I say, well, they're going to want Duncan Robinson out there because at least he can shoot over the defense. If they don't have that, I think Boston's going to be able to defend Miami really well, to be honest. The
1: only thing I agree, I agree 100%. Miami's number two in perimeter defense. Yeah. and they are set up perfectly for this, like, the same way the Celtics were when Rob Williams was playing. Bam's got the paint. Like, Bam's going to be in the paint, and you can close out on shooters. I worry about, like, not having somebody down there in case they drive on them. So, like, uh, that will be that will be interesting. And that was what I was sort of getting to when I'm like, is it reasonable to think that the Celtics can continue to shoot the way they were and have role players the way they were with Miami's perimeter defense? But this is what the series comes down to, hands down.
0: <laughs> the down. the hands Heat, down, man down. <laughs> the Heat, the Heat
1: have nobody that can guard Jason Tatum. Jason right. Tatum is going to put up thirty-seven points a game. Cross. Like, I'm talking about. You're to
0: first. Him? You're to first. I'm he's talking little,
1: about, he's he's about gonna, Larry Bird. Is that what you're telling us? I, I, I swear to God, there is not one soul on Miami that can guard Jason Tatum.
2: There's not. And you're not going to put Bam on him, so who the hell are you going to put on him? Well, let, let me ask this question. You've got Hero, Struce, potentially Duncan Robinson, all playing pretty big minutes. That's three guys in that rotation. None of the three of them are particularly good defenders. Hero's not terrible, I guess. Hero.
0: What about Vincent?
2: I haven't seen enough of him, to be honest. He's like a fake defender. Right. He'll like,
1: Fair <laughs> like enough. Make, he'll, he'll make a defensive play every once in a I'm trying to cover
0: all bases, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and the other two suck. So at one yeah. of the so so that, that <laughs> perimeter defense so- I'm asking is like, what is that gonna do when they're now closing out on a Jalen Brown on a well I, I would say Derek White, but we all know how that that guy shoots. Um but outside hey, 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 of This me.
0: could be the Derek White series, guys. Come on, come I on. I hope
2: so. I hope so. Hey, I think I, I think I, I know I, I think this
0: series is designed for him to be honest, like to get going it going offensively.
2: Might be, it might be.
0: Like no one no one's denying him, you know, defensively, but like, you know, he gets gets it going a little bit here, especially in the first, you know, two games of the series down in Miami, which you know, that's another thing that um you know, this, is happens- this is the first time this is first time the Celtics starting out on the road here in the playoffs.
2: What happens if I I think
1: in- they're a better road team than they are freaking this playoffs team. Yeah. yeah. They've been they've been much better. <laughs> Interesting. The only thing that I could possibly see that he doing and I think this would be a game over for is if they do put like Butler just up in, up in Tatum. Tatum, Yeah. Like, but then you're going to lose Butler's offensive. Like he's going to be gassed. Like that's the stupid West Matthews thing, which don't even get me started (laughs) on the fact (laughs) that somehow got into Jason Tatum's head. Like the start of that series. I, my least favorite player in the NBA, but wait, wait, wait,
0: even, even more so than, than Danny Green.
1: Oh well, Danny Green tore
0: like leg off. Right? <laughs> so it's, he's, he's good. He's 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 just he gets yeah. a pass. He gets a pass now.
1: A pass. But West Matt think da- I think West Matthews has a leg up on Danny Green is he thinks he's Hawkeye from whatever Marvel.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and still, two of them still did it. Like what are you doing? But he got up in Tatum, bro, and he made it hard for him. But I think Tatum just like at the point of his career, he's just like. You can make it hard for me, but I'm gonna make it hard for everyone else on your team to ass out of this. So if Butler tries to do it, I think he's the only guy that can, maybe, but I think that's stupid of them. I think they they need to take a Giannis approach to Tatum and sort of let him get his and keep everyone else out there, but I think that's playing
0: with fire. This episode of the Causeway Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casinos and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Last time I bring up about this series, coaches. Spo, championship level coach versus Ime, rookie head coach. How does that play out? How does that affect the series one way or another?
2: Yeah, I think it gives Miami a little bit of an edge there with uh, with Spo. I mean, obviously the experience of being in these types of series, having gone to the final several times and you know, having a few rings of his own. Um, I think he's going to be able to get some edges that you wouldn't normally be thinking about. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the roster. I'm thinking about this team. It's like, if Autobio goes, he, if he has foul trouble, if this is a physical series, which I think it will be in a lot of ways, maybe not as much as Milwaukee, but he goes into foul trouble, what are they doing? They're going to bring in Dwayne Dedman? Like, I
0: mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to be enough. No, that's, that's when, that's when, when OG Haslam will come off the bench, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: Assistant goes, coach Haslam.
2: <laughs> He'll start swinging big at people. Brother. but they're going to have a huge size
0: disadvantage. Oh, the other, Morris. Oh, the other are the Morris twin, Marquise. Right.
1: Hot take, Marquise. Hot take alert. Uh, has Spolstra done shit since LeBron's won? Has Spolstra won anything?
0: No, just made it to the finals once. We're, went to the
1: finals. Yeah. yeah. Chat on the Heat team about not being able to come up in big spots because they only made it to the finals. Suppose the same way. Brad Stevens made it to three out of four Eastern Conference finals. That gotta equals one final appearance,
0: you know? <laughs> like, no, no ring, but sure.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. Like,
0: Souther's don't hang up, you know, Eastern Conference, you know, finals appearance banners, but sure.
1: I think suppose a good coach. I don't think he is on the pop level like people want to put him on now. He's the best coach in the NBA. I'm industry. not that good
2: either. Yeah, I, I, I'm, sick of, I'm sick of Greg Popovich being on this whole time. time. Where, 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 Tim Duncan. Right, delete, delete Tim Duncan, and let's have a conversation. Oops. <laughs> I, I, but anyway, I, back to you, sir.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, like, with- it's like Belichick. Take out Tom Brady, what would he be?
2: Up,
0: <laughs> up! Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, oh, 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 I hit a nerve. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> I am on this and i've done it every single podcast i was the biggest get email e- out of here he has no clue what he's doing bring he's, back bring
0: back Brad. give him the dual <laughs> role of you know gm and and coach right
1: i wanted brad back but you know what what email is doing is working if you're going to talk about the best coach right now like right now it's email email is the best coach left of the four everything that he has done has worked over the past four months Spolstra almost got beat up by Jimmy Butler four games before the playoffs. <laughs> sure? All right? So like, Do
0: we see another, in, you know, like, exchange there at some point in the series?
1: South, if things go south, I just don't think that we should be anointing Spolstra until he wins a championship with with somebody else other than LeBron
0: James. Haslam is just sitting there with some brass knuckles like, you. try it. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. Try it. Just try it. No, I mean, you know, this is going to be, uh, let's see here, one, two, three. This is going to be the fourth time that the Celtics are playing against Miami since since 2010, fifth time technically, because in oh. 2010 they you know they they disposed of Miami in the first round, but of that, <laughs> no pun intended. I didn't realize I had done that, but thank you for catching it. Um, at some point you you they're gonna have to beat the, the Heat after a decade plus of playing them in in, in the playoffs. So the way that, the way things have been going for the Celtics, you know, E May. Riding this wave, this momentum. What, what what the Celtics are eight and three right now, and this in this run. I like the Celtics' chances. Looking at it from all angles, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking Celtics in six, guys. I think that's 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 Ooh. that's my call here when it comes to this series. You don't want to play seven and go back to Miami, yeah. Like that game seven for against against the Bucks, being having it here for so many people that shit on email, like oh. Why were you trying to play the Nets in the first round? Why did you play everyone in that final game? Like I said, man,
1: everything.
0: Is- <laughs> like, he's like, no, because he's looking ahead. He's like, if we had to play a game seven in the second round, depending, and he didn't care who it was. We're playing at home, and it, it paid off. Yep. I mean,
1: I, I look back and said that was the smartest thing because we actually had the easiest first-round series of yep. any, any, any team in the East.
0: No, I think you're right. And they were the only team to sweep. Um, I think if the Bucs had a re- redo, they would have they done the same. They would have, you know, played that, that final game and, and won the tiebreaker. Does
1: Middleton get hurt if they play the Nets?
0: Nope. Probably not. But I think even if he does get hurt, they still dispose of the Nets. No no problem. But that second round, like, they went to distance and you're playing game seven at home. And I know the Bucks. I mean, I know the Celtics beat the Bucs twice on the road, but. That third one—that—that that was a—that—that's that, a tall task to ask for. So, and I think that goes, same thing goes in this series. I get it. Miami fans don't show up until like the second or midway through the second quarter of these games, when when the when the Heat are playing at home. But still, you want that home crowd, you want that home cooking, and I think you know the Celtics wrapping things up here in six would be fantastic.
1: I'll say Celtics in seven because that's what I've. Picked every single series, and it seems to be working. Um, <laughs> but I, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics team rolled them. Like I, I like I think that I know, and that's really what I want to pick people catch the vibe. But I'm picking this <laughs> safety.
2: What about
0: you? What about you, Zach?
1: It's just fan, and that's what I've done. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if. Like I said, Tatum just has four games like puts 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 himself on the pedestal as being arguably the best player in the NBA after this thing, going into the finals. Um yeah, I think I think it's Tatum's time. And I I i would say it this way. I'll pick Celtics seven, but there's no way they lose.
2: Ooh, that's bold. That's very bold. I'm gonna say seven, kind of in the same vein as what uh what Sean's saying. I I have a hard time believing they're just going to blow through them in four or five. I think it's six or seven no matter what. It could be six. I think being at home, if they can get one of those first two, I don't see them losing to Miami at home. Um, so at that point, you know, do they steal one in Miami? That's what it's all going to come down to. Yeah, and I, and I have this weird feeling that they're going to take one of the first two. I think Miami, for some reason – there's, there's just a lack of something there, you know. A, a team that kind of, it it almost feels like that Atlanta Hawks team way back when with Al Horford and and all those guys. You think know, so though?
0: You know what? No, I, I I disagree because it's it's it's, it's Polstra. It's something about him. He he does these savvy adjustments in in, in the series that like normal. You know, like someone like fucking the, the last coach here, a Budenholzer. He didn't make any adjustments, but to like, he'll make not only in game sure adjustments.
2: His adjustment was to leave Grant Williams wide open <laughs> for fucking, for
0: fucking, you know, three, four, five straight games. Yeah, yeah, you're right, but still. <laughs>
2: I was So pissed
1: at him after that game, man.
0: He was damn near, he was damn near crying on the podium, like, you know, like I don't know. Maybe in hindsight, I should have done some shit, but I, I, I don't know what. Because <laughs> he's
1: ready going home to Mrs. Budenholzer, gonna make on a couch again for the
0: next year he's yeah. like he's like those those are my those are my heavy heavy drinking you know months after yeah. the season's <laughs> over and i don't know what else to do with myself
1: but is holds him as, as the most shoveled looking
0: homeless like dude he looks like he's strung yeah. out all the damn time he looks yeah. like he looks like a you know he looks like a public defender that doesn't know what to do like <laughs> in case-to-case basis <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's like he's like lost like seven four straight cases.
0: Yeah, and he just he just keeps like putting his you know rolling his hair back. Like oh, I don't know, I don't know, makes, I don't know what to do.
1: He makes Tom Thibodeau look put together.
0: That's oh that, wow, <laughs> that's how he looks. Wow, wow, yeah, no, it just losing holder. He looked like he looked like he was going to lose his job. It's like, bro, you're you're signed for three more years. Like, relax, you <laughs> you you're, you're gonna that's be all right. Up- Things are working. Are going to work out, you know, on your side here. Like, don't think like this, this is it. This is the end of the line. Like, I'm I'm done. And it's like all right, <laughs> uh, all right Zach. Uh, where can where can uh, the fine folks <laughs> and the interwebs find you? Because uh, if they
2: uh, haven't found me by now. They're never gonna you're, find you. Your Twitter ranch. Let me tell you, <laughs> your
0: Twitter ranch, bro. Me
2: by now.
0: Uh, I, some of some of the most uh, interesting, I passion. guess, for the lack of a better term, but.
2: I mean, It's passion, and, and for all of them, anyone who follows me on Twitter, you'll know that I am one of the all-time greats, Hall of Fame caliber, reverse karma tweeter. So if I go out there and I start blowing away the Celtics, and I'm like, Tatum blows, fucking Jalen Brown blows, Marcus Smart is, is trash, we got to trade him, it guarantees that anyone that I talk shit about is going to be insanely good like 10 seconds later. It just, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. So I, I, it, yeah, I, I use that reverse karma, uh, when we need it. And, and, and we're going to ride right to a championship this year. Yeah, that's it's a,
0: fun. that's a method. That's a method okay. to your madness. Right. That, I mean, that, yeah. That's what you're going with. <laughs> that's what's up. That's but what's up. it's,
2: uh, at OTW sports radio, for those
1: of you who aren't following yet, for those of you who haven't blocked him yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, by, and by the way, stop. Right now, like that doesn't exist on this. Yeah, track. right, yo. <laughs> stop responding to this face. I'm not even gonna give him the the, the time of day or the, shout out his his handle that has this fucking obsession with shit on Marcus Smart. Fuck that dude. Oh, he that tried with it. Dutra. <laughs> he's tried with me, and you know he just he he's he just waiting for somebody to respond, and then he and I, then he and then he's like a fucking he's like a parasite that won't fucking get off you once once you respond yeah, to him. I had he's, he's the troll of all trolls.
2: He got me for one one game. I think it was like game one or two, uh, it might have been game two. Whenever he didn't play, the game, like, the oh, game, sh- the you, game you came back. Yeah, he's like, oh, you shouldn't play the rest of the series. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, he's been fine all series long, and he had what game six where where Smart had like three bad minutes in the entire game, or I'm sorry, game five when he had like three bad minutes in the whole game. And 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 let's be honest, before I I disappear here. Drew Holiday made an all time great defensive play on Two. that on that baseline. I'm Two. sorry. Yeah. That was fantastic. Two like,
0: defensive plays in that you game. You gotta yeah. give
2: a little bit of credit to that guy, too. You know, you can't just pretend, oh, Marcus Smart blew that. Oh, didn't. That play
1: didn't bother me as much because I think it was the rest of the the, D, the offense that didn't move in time.
0: Or or, or yeah. the fact that they blew a fourteen point lead.
2: Yeah, whatever. Or the fact that you let a free throw fall to the opposition at that moment.
0: <laughs> Yo, Jalen Brown and Smart, like, collided with each other. Let that ball just slip it's away perfect. right as the fucking poured his hands. Horrific.
2: thought that was a buck, and
1: that's why he exploded off to the baseline and yeah. didn't get the
0: ball. Of course, yeah.
1: Like, if he would have just went up for the rebound, I will give him any day of the week a loose ball between Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. He's getting the ball. Like, just get the fucking sure. ball. <laughs> That's what pissed me off the most because then that happens, none of the rest of the shit happens, and we win that game, and then the, the series is over. And
0: no, I mean, I think I think the Celtics have a, a big advantage in in that department against Miami. I mean, it's not the Miami's not big. Yeah, well, B- Bam is what it's, six
2: eight, six nine. Boston should have an edge.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Zach. You know, we'll we'll check in with you. Obviously, you know, you've been our uh, out of the bullpen playoff. You know. <laughs>
2: Playoff correspondent here. <laughs> you know. Anything missing?
0: If you were also going down to South Beach, you're all about uh, College Street. We ain't, we ain't South Beach up here. He just
1: hands the camera. He's like South Beach, baby.
0: Actually, <laughs>
2: <laughs> matter of fact, <laughs>
0: gotta... on a fucking speedboat. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> all right, man. All peace. right. We'll
2: talk to you soon, Sounds man. good. Peace.
0: Yo, yeah. One, one last thing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring up a, a, a stat here. That I thought was interesting because uh, Ante Kumpo didn't have, if you just look at his numbers without, you know, without context, right? Yep. Uh, the Celtics forced Ante Kumpo into 36 turnovers throughout this series. All right, that's the most that he's ever turned over in a series. Eight more than he did last year against Brooklyn in seven games, and his shooting percentage was at 45.7. percent. That's the fourth lowest in the playoff series. And the lowest in the seven-game series. So, I mean, they kind of wore him out, the Celtics.
1: I felt it. There was a definite trend happening throughout that series where he would come out strong and then fade and fade. And you know what, too?
0: He was taking a beating. <laughs>
1: he was, take, was taking a beating. Yeah, Al totally, like, seriously, like, since, because that was, what, game four where Al took him out? Game four, yes. It was game four that Al took him out. And then, like since then, like he was putting up numbers, but it felt like like inefficient for some reason.
0: But I thought the refs. Well, I mean, in Game Seven, uh, he shot like thirty six percent. Like if you if you got if you had him shooting under forty percent for most of the game or most of the series, like you accomplished
2: something. Yeah,
0: you accomplished something because
1: I thought the refs. I thought the refs called him uh, as fair as I've ever seen him be called. Like, obviously they missed travels, obviously missed offensive fouls, but they still called travels and offensive fouls on him.
0: Yeah. Until, and, until fucking Booneholzer would challenge and it always got reversed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. Well, you know Yeah. I mean, at least, though, at least, like, that made him have to think a little bit differently about the way he was playing from actually be have to, like, play within NBA rules, you know?
0: <laughs> like, so <laughs> what do you mean? I can't get away with five steps. Come on. This is, this is, this is this is ridiculous. I just want to be aggressive. You know, I just, I <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's wrap up this, uh, this episode of the cause street podcast with in case you missed it. I'm going to take a trip around uh, the NBA in case you missed it.
1: In case you missed it. In case you missed it.
0: Patrick Beverly, who's been, sitting at home for the last few weeks and watching the playoffs as as a lot of players who were either got eliminated or didn't even make the playoffs and uh he made his made his uh, little tour around espn he was on get up and then he was on first take talking about chris paul and how chris paul who we all know just got eliminated in seven games here to the dallas mavericks pretty much said that the man that everyone keeps calling the point god can't guard anybody Right? According to him, everybody in the NBA knows that and he called them a cone. Mm. Like a traffic cone? The way he described it was weird. It's like when you when you shake, he doesn't move. So you can easily blow by him. That's I guess that's the that's what he was trying to get at. And he he told Stephen A, you know, the same way you give Ben Simmons slander, the same way you give Paul George slander, give CP three his slander when it comes to him playing like shit in the last, you know, three three games of that series. Now, players who are cool with Chris Paul coming to his defense. Damon Lillard was on Twitter, you know, talking about like, "Yo, Pat Bev, what did CP do to you?" And then, in, in, and even Matt Barnes, who was on uh, NBA Today, called him out on live on there, like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call this man out, Pat Bev, for talking reckless and, and being disrespectful to Chris Paul because Pat Bev is just like me. We're role players." Ain't nobody gonna talk about us when we, you know, when 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 it's all said and done. But Chris Paul, Hall of Famer, I don't know. You and I were just talking about this, Sean, off air. Pat Bev, he doesn't give a shit, right? That's just the way right. he is. Right. So I don't know. You think, you know, Pat Bev saying that was warranted?
1: I know, I know. I I think I I know what Pat Bev is trying to
0: say, and he's definitely warranted because. I mean that was a, that's a that's a collapse, right? When it comes to the Suns, let's just get that out of the way, right?
1: Yeah, 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 one thousand percent, one thousand percent. And I like I I think it is very much so a good call out by Pat Bev for telling the media to like you got to treat these people the same way. Like Chris Paul chokes every single time. Like that's what I would have harped on if I was Pat Beverly. Is like okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like his his logic was flawed, but his point was right. When Chris Paul loses, it's like, oh, is this the last run for Chris Paul? It's yeah, like, it's yeah. not like, wow, he choked again. Is this hard for his, what's this mean for his reputation? It's like, they're like, wow, maybe he's not better than Magic Johnson. It's like, <laughs> a, like you need to put him in his place, which, which I do think, Pep was trying to say
0: because, like, you're right. It's like when he wins, it's like, is he the best point guard of all time? Exactly. Like, is any conversation and, like then,
1: then? Then you look at the fact that he blew five 2-0 leads. Yeah, and people want to even like knock like and and rightfully so knock LeBron for losing finals. Right? Yeah. Chris Paul hasn't gotten to the finals until last year. Where then, guess what? He lost another 2-0 lead. So it's like, it's like he just – like Chris Paul gets all the glory and none of the hate, which I think is what pissed, pisses off Pat Bev, which I get. But his logic was flawed because he was like, if you've been doing something for 17 years and had the freedom to run the Ferrari for 17 years, you'd have stats too. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, he's a good player. He, he puts up stats he was a great player for about 4 or 5 years within in his career uh i listened to him and i was like bro i see what you're saying and i agree with you but you're wrong in the way you're explaining this whole thing yeah and i i just feel like there were times on first take where like J J Redick and like Stephen I Smith were just like, what the fuck is this guy talking? <laughs> oh, like can we can we just call his ass out, bro? are like, yeah. like, you know.
0: Yeah, no, and and, and J J he's another one too where I feel like he's got a lot to say, but I think in that instant he should have he should have said something, and he was kind of just like, yeah, you're right, rolling his eyes like, who who invited this dude? Who invited this dude to the party?
1: Yeah, like like this is a big show. Eastern Western conferences all just happened. Yeah, it's Pat Beth here. And then everybody coming on is saying too, like everybody that came on, they were like, That was great TV.
0: You
1: like, <laughs> know? It, it sort of shook up the norm, yes, but yeah. I don't think it was great TV.
0: Well, I mean, I mean you got Dame on on, on on Twitter, right? He's like, Bro, Braun TV acting like this his word is law, speaking on private convos and praying on motherfuckers downfall, this weird behavior, shaking my head. I ain't got a horse in the race. And then Pat responded not too long ago, "Yo, Dame, you got my number." So, I don't, I don't know if it's going to keep going, you know, on social media, or they're actually going to get at each other. But
1: listen, like Draymond Green comes on and shits on things because he can. He he talks shit, but it's like, even if it's flawed logic, it's actual logic. Yeah. Patrick Beverly loves to talk shit. But it is sort of like he he banks on his intimidation factor, yeah, more than his logic behind the shit he's talking. So it was like Stephen A. Smith and Reddick were just like, okay, yeah, Patrick, whatever, man, don't fucking flip out, like, don't, because
0: you can't you can't tell Stephen A. Stop calling him God. You know, he's just like, all right, I'll take the the Lord's name out <laughs> in this conversation, <laughs> I guess. Like, it's, I don't know, dude, it's just. It's, it's, it's Patrick Beverly, man. And no, you-
1: Patrick Beverly came across to be like like a teenager that didn't study for the debate. He just thought he was going to wing it. He was like, I'm going to wing it and I'm just going to be an asshole. Like That's what he was doing. And it was like, uh, he had like one point to make and he couldn't figure out how to make it. I thought, <laughs> to be honest with you, man, like maybe put him on a podcast with Gilbert Arenas after he's all said and done and whatever. They can do whatever they want to do, but you're not going to get very far, like, uh, Paul George is your boy and then you want to call him out yeah, for saying that no one in the NBA respects the Phoenix Suns? For real. He goes, I'm not going to say his name. Actually, fuck it. I'll just say his name. Paul George. I was talking to Paul George last night.
0: <laughs> Paul's <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't have to be friends with you, you know? No, you're right. And just because you don't like a team or a player doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just it's a personal thing, more so than a than a than a professional. Listen, calling out like and an, being an analyst sort of sort of thing. Pat
1: Bev doesn't like Chris Paul
0: because he got she traded was, for him. <laughs> he traded for Chris. Yeah, Paul.
1: Yeah. that's why he doesn't like.
0: That's Chris what Paul. It, is. it is. it's been like that ever since.
1: It's been like that
0: ever since. All right. In case you missed it, okay, this is according to TMZ right disturbing allegations have come f- to light about rajon rondo having verbally abused and threatened his one-time partner ashley bachelor and their child with a gun bachelor reportedly was granted a protective order against rondo granted custody of the children this is according to tmz the court granted of the emergency protective order is an indication of the claims within it so simply put it's like a temporary order until the parties can get before a judge and argue, you know, present their case essentially. Right now uh, ESPN reported that the NBA has caught wind of this. And then they're, they're still gathering more information um, as it stands right now remains unclear what the league will do, but he is an unrestricted free agent at the age of 36. So obviously this story is developing and probably more will come to light. I don't know if you remember, Sean, after the Lakers won their championship in the bubble, obviously he was on the squad, there was a report that he got into it with a female in the garage of some like LA downtown LA area. And he was he was with his uh I think it was girlfriend at the time, and it got physical in the garage. And then when he signed with the with the Hawks yeah, that, that just all just went away i was like what, what what was the what was the end result of that i don't know if i don't know if the two things are related but uh it's not looking good right now for rondo
1: yeah man it's uh obviously we'll wait for the details to come out but you know sometimes when you're one of those borderline like hall of famer type people
0: and these type of things start to come out i mean technically rondo hasn't been a, he hasn't been accused or charged of any crime this is just like this
1: i know but yeah, it really hurts really hurt, hurt your legacy and uh forget next year playing in the nba i mean if this the sixth thing ring
0: probably. that that or even coaching if that was you know ever an option for him either well
1: you know for for a guy that we'd like to watch on the court you hope everything sort of sorted out but at the same time if there's and
0: a little bit of truth there, bro. I ain't I ain't about that, you know? I feel you, bro. I feel you. Yep, so remains to be seen, but that's gonna do it for this uh this playoff edition of In Case You Missed It. Follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. That includes Snapchat. For all you wanted to see uh some coverage down in down in South Beach, Sway will be down there providing all the coverage that is needed for this hey. Eastern Conference Finals. Speaking of social media, should we create a TikTok? Yeah, I've been been thinking that, but I'm just I'm just not a TikTok guy. Well, I'm, I'm not. not a we, have, guy. we have to get somebody who's like into the TikTok to run that shit because I'm I'm not
1: doing it. We need to hire a TikToker,
0: right? Just a TikToker, someone that's just strictly for TikTok. I don't know how, but
1: Your applications in now, people. If you want to be, anybody cause- somebody's
0: interested here, you know. TikTok DM us because I'm I'm not doing that shit. I. <laughs> And I know Sway definitely ain't doing that shit.
1: Damn 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 <laughs> oh, Sway. Yeah, uh Sway I could see Sway getting into TikTok, but you would need a crash course. We uh, need-
0: yeah, That's still yeah.
1: We need a supplemental TikTok.
0: Yeah. But um also hit up uh, CollegeStreet.com dot com for all your Celtics coverage. Again, a shout out to uh, Zach Pelquin for stepping in as our third man. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened today. Right? <laughs> 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 and um, I don't know how to like, bring this up because I feel like it should be addressed. But just real quick. um, Our hearts go out to those affected by the Buffalo shooting over the weekend yeah. to clean the lives of 10, 10 people. And so many others were injured as well. I, I, I don't know when this shit's going to end. I can't ignore it. A lot of people shouldn't ignore it. But things need to change because the the hatred that's going on in the world right now, you know, you've you got a, a a war going on in Ukraine. You know, gun violence is at like an all time high here in this country. I don't know. It's just painful to, and, and, and sad to, to see how things have have gone to this point. But I just wanted to just say that real quick. As always, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, let's stop Asian hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. You know, we'll always continue to stand with Ukraine. But, you know, things got to change, man. Things got to change.
1: Yeah, man. How many more hashtags are we going to read? That shit's fucked up. And also, like, happens this time, like, every single year, I feel like. Right around this time, getting into the summertime. It's like you can't even
0: go to the supermarket, bro? You can't even go to the supermarket these days? Wow damn but until next time though um hopefully after game two next episode when the uh, series shifts to boston and hopefully Sway will be back on and all that good stuff so until next time we are out
2: peace